Our second reading today is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, and it's a, it's a very significant one for our faith because it's the earliest written formulation we have for the Eucharistic prayer. Uh, what you'll hear are the words of institution that we use, well, we'll be using in a few minutes. And it's interesting how Paul describes it. He says, I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you. So it's the sense of, of being passed on from Jesus to Paul to us. That the Lord Jesus, on the night he was handed over, took bread, and after he had given thanks, broke it and said, This is my body, which that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And ever since then, the faithful have been doing this. They've been gathering together, uh, breaking the bread. This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And one of those who did it was St. John Chrysostom, who was the Archbishop of Constantinople in the 5th century. His last name, Chrysostom, it means golden-mouthed. And they gave him that name because he was considered such an eloquent speaker. And I have here a homily that he gave on this reading from 1 Corinthians, and I'd like to share a part of it with you this morning. The wise men paid homage to Christ's body, even when it was lying in a manger. Foreigners who did not worship the true God left their homes and their native land, set out on a long journey, and on reaching its end, worshipped in great fear and trembling. They only saw Christ in a manger. They saw nothing of what you now see, and yet they approached him with profound awe and reverence. You see him not in a manger, but on an altar. Unlike the wise men, you do not merely see Christ's body, you know his power as well, and whole divine plan for our salvation. This food strengthens us, emboldens us to speak freely to our God. It is our hope, our salvation, our light, and our life. So that was a reflection from the 5th century. Now I'd like to turn it, your attention to uh, what happened just to, uh, in this past century. And I found out about this through the new, newest auxiliary bishop of Detroit. He's Archbishop Russell. And he wrote about how his grandmother gave him a photo of her cousin. And her cousin was Father Mikhail Pijinski. He was a Polish priest who had been killed in the Nazi concentration camps during World War II. In 1999, Father Pyszynski was beatified along with a number of other Polish martyrs. And part of his beatification was based on the testimony and evidence of his life in the concentration camp, and it included the following story. The prisons were all, prisoners were all starving, and no one had enough to eat. Do you know what their daily ration was? Half a piece of bread. 
my cousin gave his portion of bread to one of his fellow his Jewish fellow inmates. The Jewish man said to him, I know you Christians believe God is present in the bread in your churches, but I believe God is present in this bread you're giving me now. I keep a photo of him on my desk, Archbishop Russell said. In the face of a difficult, inhuman, unspeakably evil situation, my cousin not only kept his humanity and faith, but even increased them. Last Saturday, I attended the ordination of two priests and two deacons for our diocese. One of the most moving parts of the ordination ceremony for me is when the bishop places the bread and wine that's brought forward in the offertory, and he puts it in the hands of a newly ordained priest, and then he says, Receive the oblation of the holy people to be offered to God. Understand what you will do. Imitate what you will celebrate. Imitate what you will celebrate. That priest in the concentration camp illustrates for us in a powerful way what it means to imitate what we celebrate. Jesus, who gave his life for us, feeds us with his own body. This priest gave what little he had to feed a fellow human being. You know, that priest did that, but I look at you and I see fathers and mothers and the way that you pour out your life and sacrifice for your children, getting up in the middle of the night, and when they're crying, whether here in church or that, and I figure always, I'm always happy to have kids cry in church, but I always pray for the families because you got them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and and you continue to love them and comfort them, and then eventually they they quit crying. So, uh, but there's there's just lots of ways that we have to imitate what we celebrate here at Mass. And so today, on this, as we celebrate the most holy body and blood of Christ, may all of us know who we receive in the Eucharist. The Christ child worshipped by the wise men, the one who gave his life for us, the body of Christ handed on to us through countless generations of people of faith. Our hope our salvation, our light, and our life. May we too imitate what we celebrate.